if only we could take the attitude of in that moment as the actor who's going like, oh, I'm experiencing this, but wow, how, how fun is this? And I think that that's where it's so powerful if we can really realize this shift in mindset of, I want these challenges. I want these problems. I want these, these curveballs because that's giving me something that's giving me something that I, I couldn't possibly have just given to myself. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Exploring the challenges of the creative call so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Way of the Artist. This is episode number 200. My goodness. Episode number 200 of Way of the Artist. And I mean, if you want to count, if you want to go way back, we're, we're like, this is like 365. 65. My God. Yeah, like Plus, one you know year. that. Yeah, and then we did some bonus of... ones too, so it's even more yeah, yeah. than that. So, but anyhow, episode two hundred. Let's not water it down. Episode two hundred, and we're jumping into this one, kind of picking up from our last episode, because at the very end of the last episode, Brandon, you said something that I was like, that is a really interesting way of looking at it, and. And definitely a perspective that comes from a screenwriter's mind to a certain degree. But it was, you presented this idea of, of wanting to run into the challenges, you know, like setting out to do something and, you know, not trying to preempt every possible thing, because as we've discussed, that kind of trying to have the perfect thing is usually a recipe for disaster and that responsiveness is a is a is typically the best skill that you want to want to build on some level but that's a whole other thing but this idea of like you want to run into the challenges which i can understand from that like storytelling point of view like if you learn anything about storytelling one of the first things that you learn about it and and one of the the oldest things that has been observed about a, a good story is conflict right and what is conflict other than challenges right problems that your your protagonist that your hero has to confront has to overcome and at the end of it they become this person they become someone more than they were before this is the you know the the essential nuts and and bolts of of what we understand for effective storytelling, the kinds of stories that as human beings we gravitate towards. So, you know, challenges are, what I loved about it is, is that it is like challenges are something that we, for the most of us, we avoid them. We, and that's understandable. And I think that this is maybe one of the, like the little nuances of it is like, well, you know, when does seeking out problems and challenges become a problem in and of itself? But where is there a healthy relationship with 
the challenges. So we've called this one Welcome the Arising Challenges. And I'm I'm really I'm really interested to see where this goes. I, I don't really know where this is going to go and what we might find, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. All right. Well, something about this that is just standing out for me right off the bat is welcome the arising challenges in the sense that these things come up and as they do welcome them, but it's not something you're necessarily looking for. You're not creating drama in your life. You're not, mm-hmm. this isn't about, trying to make your life difficult or trying to do things the hard way. It's, it's about the natural part of just challenges coming up from trying to do something and and pursuing something and going somewhere or whatever you're after. And I think the thing to remember is that you're going to have challenges in life, no matter what. So these are the challenges you chose. And so you should welcome them because they're the ones that you asked for. And you might be in the thick of it and be like, well, I didn't ask for this because you didn't know it was going to come when you asked for what you really wanted. But keep in mind that the path to where you're going means going through this thing. So this was inevitable, whether you knew it or not. So you might as well just embrace it and welcome it and be like, okay, well, Apparently this is coming up, so I must deal with it. And since I'm going that way, and this seems to be between me and that thing, I should welcome this confrontation with it. Even if it's a matter of backing up and going around it or avoiding the fight, whatever, you know, you still had to deal with it. You still had to interact with it to some degree. So Mm -hmm. you should welcome the interaction with it. The solution is not always going to be the same. And this is something, you know, I remember Ted Whittle, who is one of our acting teachers, and I just remember him saying this, and I just feel like it it wasn't his idea, but he just reiterated it in one class. And I, I always just remembered him saying it. It just stood out for me. But he was like, all successful people look at it, look at an obstacle or a challenge or a problem, and it's how am I going to get through it, get over it, get under it, get around it, that that's how every successful person has to look at some type of obstacle or challenge or problem that they face. So you're confronted with it. The solution is not always going to be the same and it's not always obvious, but I do think instead of being like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. This is so unfair. You know, like instead of looking at it that way and complaining, look at it like, okay, this is what I'm confronted with, what I'm going to do. And you'll naturally become something out of that. And that's a really important thing. And for some reason, it just seems to be coming up now. So you might as well look at it as like an inevitable necessity. Mm -hmm. That's my take. Yeah. 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 And like you said, there's this, there's this contact with it and there certainly can be, I think those moments, I think that can be, be part of it that there is that maybe that initial contact with a challenge, a problem and maybe it makes you flee for a moment or bemoan the whole situation. You know, no one's saying that that running into these challenges isn't uncomfortable, but that there is a healthy approach to it. Like we can we can view the challenges as an opportunity for growth. And, you know, this is one of those 
those glaring mindset mindset issues that that we come up against and what's interesting is i hadn't necessarily thought about this but it's it in terms of my own experience with some of this my one of my acting teachers larry silverberg he had these posters up in in his classroom with a couple of just different quotes and things and he would say them to us as well but one of them that he would say is embrace everything deny nothing and it was this motto as an actor for living moment to moment in your performance in your scene embrace everything deny nothing and it, that's a huge lesson for an actor to learn because actors so often have all of these ideas of what's supposed to happen in the scene going on in their head and then something different happens some some strange spontaneous event occurs in the middle of of the performance and because you haven't left room for something like that you're you can't embrace it and so you just deny the whole thing and and then now you've just broken the reality of what's going on right you're you're denying the whole thing that that just happened and i i was teaching a class just last night and ran into a, a thing that i think is relative to what we're talking about and i had a student who had the impulse to say something to their partner in this in this improvised scene that they were doing and and they they were keeping it in they were keeping it bottled in and I, I gave I, I gave her a little nudge and you know she she said to her partner what she was actually thinking, what she was actually feeling in that moment, which was you know, not not nice words to say to somebody, but they were the truth of what was going on. And it was interesting because it brought up a great point for us, which was that Sometimes, I mean, at least in the acting world, but I think this relates to to this thing of, of the challenges. Here we ran into this challenge, which was I have this negative thought, this negative feeling about my scene partner in this moment. And I'm afraid to say that thing, even though it's the truth. I, I'm for whatever reasons they were, it wasn't coming through not wanting to hurt the per the person's feelings because in real life they're they're friends you know they're they have a very positive relationship so it's understandable but I, one of the things i was saying you know as an actor for myself if my scene partner lets me have it with something wants to wants to shoot some daggers my way in the middle of the scene it like i've definitely had moments where like i'm upset like I, I'm, I'm actually like I ha I'm experiencing the emotion of like I am fucking upset with you right now that you just said or did what you just did. But underneath the whole thing, underneath like underpinning that whole thing is me just being like, oh, thank you. Like <laughs> I'm thanking my partner underneath that whole thing uh, because they just gave me a gift, right? Like they, they just did something that made me come alive and just made my job as an actor so much more so much easier and so much more fun 
right? And and so I I think that this is I think there's a parallel here to to where we've started this conversation which is that in in embracing those challenges there's there's something that we're there's something that we are feeding there's something that that we're nourishing underneath the whole thing and if only we could take the attitude of in that moment as the actor who's going like oh i'm experiencing this but wow how how fun is this and i think that that's where the, it's so powerful if we can really realize this shift in mindset of i want these challenges i want these problems i want these these curveballs because that's giving me something that's giving me something that i i couldn't possibly have just given to myself right that's showing me something it's teaching me something it is it is doing something that will help me to grow and to become something more than I was before. Hmm. There's something that comes up for me around all this is uh, the idea that life would be pretty boring if we were never challenged. Yeah. And I think yeah. it is pretty boring for people that aren't really challenged and they, they actually end up getting depressed and they get, I don't know, like this is like lack of satisfaction with life. And then they go to things to try to mend that problem that's now occurred. And when you're out there doing something, you don't necessarily look for things that would satiate your lack because the challenges of pursuing a goal or having a mission or having a dream, they end up being so much that you don't need other things. And also I find like, I found this particularly to be true with sports is when you have like a, uh, an aim or a goal, like for example, it could be like, I want to get here with my career in sports or I want to win the season or I just want to win the next game. The idea of going out and drinking or, or partying or doing something before the big game becomes like less rewarding and not even rewarding. It becomes like a, like a yuck type of thing, right? Because now you're like, I don't want, I don't want to make it harder on myself when I get to the thing that actually matters to me. And so I, I think I've noticed this for me is that when I'm not really clear on my mission or my goal or but I want in life, which, you know, it happens occasionally. I mean, I think we go through periods and I don't think anybody's like 100% on about that. I think we go through moments, some of us more than others. Um, some of us are still figuring it out, but when we do get off on our mission, on our goal and our objective, I think that's when we embrace things that are kind of, I, I want to say almost like self-destructive things, like things that are immediate benefit, feel good now, I'll deal with the problem later. And these can be simple things. Like they could be like just staying up too late. You know, like it can be very simple, you know, or eating the ice cream that you shouldn't eat or something like that, right? It's just something you shouldn't do. And so this, uh, the consequence of that comes later. And when you have a goal or a mission, the, the stacking the cards against yourself later 
they they you become mindful of that. You don't want that to happen. And there's a saying that's changed my life, Evan. It was uh, I heard it about four or five years ago, and it was um, you don't get what you want, you get what you are. And I've I really try to remember that because I think that's very true. You are, you are your, like your world experience is where you direct your energy and your attention. So if you keep projecting lack and you keep seeing yourself in lack, you will continue to experience lack because that's what you are. So it's not just abundance, like, oh, have the abundance mindset. Imagine you already have it. It's not like that. The way I the way I learned to look at it was like, am I the kind of person now that could have what I what I say I want to have? And if I'm not, am I willing to do what it takes to become the person that could have what it is that I say I want? And either way you answer that question, it puts you on track and you get that because you become that. But when you when you feel entitled, when you just go like, it's not fair, I should have it, that type of attitude, you never get what you want. And those people never get what they want. And they're constantly victims of it because they constantly get what they are, which is an entitled, complaining, whining. And look, I've done it. <laughs> I'm not making fun of anyone here. I'm insulting myself as much as the next person. But we all do this. We, you know, we want the thing and we don't necessarily want to become the person that that is who gets it. But I think, you know, part of what you're talking about here, this nurturing thing, I like to use that word, you're feeding this thing, you're feeding the part of you that's, that gets it, you know, and that thing needs to be strong. And so if you nurture it and feed it, it gets it because you nurtured and fed the thing that gets it right. Like, and that's what you are. Right. And if you don't nurture and feed yourself, you're not strong enough on the day when you need to show up because it all comes down to a moment, doesn't it? Like everything really all comes down to a moment. And if you miss your shot, you miss your shot. So you have to be ready and you never know when your shot's going to come. So everything in life is really just about being ready for the shot. And the shot happens more than once. But if you can't, if you're not capable of taking the shot when you get the chance, you don't score the goal, you don't win the game, you don't do the thing and it just doesn't happen for you. So, you know, you just have to know that everything is about prepping yourself for the moment that you say you want, and you have to be ready when it comes. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you might miss even though you're ready, but at least you did the best you could to try to be ready for that moment. Yeah. It's, you make me think of some of the great, yeah, like the great, the great athletes of of all time you know those clutch athletes who it's like we you want those athletes who it's like we want the ball in in their hands when it's when the when the clock is winding down and that's incredible pressure and that is an incredible amount of stress to a certain degree i'm sure but the those people were the ones who who learn to embrace that thing because they want to be the one who is put into that position. And sometimes they don't make the shot. Sometimes they don't. But I think that by 
finding that capacity within themselves to to really to really take that that thing on like that that's part of that's part of what made them so great that's what put them on on just an a, a different a different level from from everybody else one thing that just came to my mind as well this was something that i read from a book by a by like a, a zen a zen monk who reframed who reframed this whole idea of problems like you know that that even within the language that we have for this that 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 in in itself is an issue because we look at it it's like well this is a problem this is a this is a a challenge this is something that has to be overcome you know there's this there's this insinuation of of great struggle and presented i i guess this was is more of like a, a a buddhist type of a view but that just view it as the situation like this is just a situation oh isn't that interesting this situation that's happening now and letting letting go of some of the the i guess some of the baggage that comes with with even the words that we use around around the things that we that we come up to that we make contact with because i think so much of it has to do with you know like i i'm just thinking of what is that thing that when we come up into contact with these challenges problems or situations that makes us get so that makes us I don't know what the word for it is, but that makes us kind of retreat from it or that makes us get, I guess, victimy about the whole thing. And, and that energy, like, why does that, why does that happen? Why do we get so bent out of shape when we, when we run into these things? Like to me that, that there's gotta be some kind of conditioning that's involved with that. Like, why should we have that reaction at all to challenges? Like, why? Why do we get so uncomfortable with with problems and challenges? And and I think that maybe that's why I was it was so interesting to me when you said that at the end of the last podcast is is maybe that that's the question that was underlying it for me in in this whole thing that I'm really interested in exploring. Like, why do we? Why do we even get? so hung up on on the challenges that we that we run up to yeah it's a, it's a good question i mean is it even necessary i mean i feel like the answer is almost seemingly obvious but incorrect in that the assumption about it is all wrong like i think that We've been talking about this a little bit. I think this has come up in the, at least in the last podcast, but like we're very feeling driven people, right? Like beings. It's like how we feel matters pretty much more than anything. And I think I was pointing out mm. last episode 
but how your reality is more how you feel than reality itself. And for you, your experience of it and how things feel is so intoxicating when you get engulfed with emotion, right? It's, it's just so all consuming. Like when you're in heartbreak, it's just like, it just takes over everything. It's, it, it impacts everything. It touches everything. It somehow seeps into every little aspect of your life and informs it. And mending a broken heart takes time and you'll live with that broken heartedness for however long it takes you. And for some, maybe it's a short amount of time and for others it's longer and for different heartbreaks, maybe different feelings. Um, you know, but I remember, for example, just maybe give this more context. Cause like, I'll just, I think sometimes every now and then it's good to share a little bit of personal antidote of some of this stuff. But I, I remember two specific heartbreaks that I had, but they were, one is almost not a heartbreak. The one was I had a girlfriend who cheated on me and then lied. And then I found out. And when I found out what I felt was sick, like green guild, sick to my stomach. Like I was going to throw up. Like there was this weird. And I just felt I wasn't sick, but I, everything just felt disgusting all of a sudden. And I remember my mom actually picked me up from audition after I was done. And she's like, you look green at the gills. Like you look sick. And, and I wasn't sick, but I was sick. And I was just disgusted with the whole experience of like what had happened. And then it took me a while to kind of process that and get over it. And then it was, it was done, but everything I encountered was kind of sick. Like it just, I was just like, I'm ill, you know? And then, um, I had a heartbreak where it was literally, it felt like my heart broke. And I remember the moment where the person that I just was really kind of head over heels with kind of told me, Hey, it's not really going to work kind of whatever. Here's the situation. Um, even though it wasn't, it was done so compassionately, it wasn't even done out of like malice or anything. There's nothing mean. There's nothing bad about it. It's just, okay, you're not going to get what you want, but like, and the kind of acceptance of that was so brutal, but the heart just hurt. And at first it felt like a ripping feeling. And then it was just like this wound in the middle of my chest I was walking around with. So the one was like this guttural thing, this ill guttural. And the other one was like, just this like, like I had had open heart surgery and I was walking around with this, like just impacted chest wound, you know? And, um, the thing is, is that you could tell somebody who's in that situation, Hey, it's all right. You're going to get past this things. You know, you'll, you'll learn from this. You'll grow. You'll meet someone new, all that. But in that moment, it's everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so many moments of our life are like that. And we don't always know when they're going to come up and we don't always know what they're going to be about, but they happen and they become a reality. And I think that when we sit here and we talk about this idealistic kind of idea, like, Hey, you know, embrace your, your challenges and like, just welcome them. When you, when I think about welcoming that, those feelings like that I just referred to, that's a hard ask 
it's a really tough pill to swallow. Like when mm-hmm. I really sit with that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I want to welcome it. <laughs> but like, I remember, like, I feel like I could deal with it better now because I've been through it. But I remember the kid that I was who couldn't and never dealt with it, never knew what that feeling was until they were there. And to welcome this novel experience you're you're having can be so difficult to do. And I think it's just, it's like, it's something to do with, I think we need to find a relationship with our feelings and realize that our feelings are actually a good thing. They're not, they're like, as much as they hurt, they're not hurting us. But when you're in it, you feel like you're being hurt by your, by your own feelings. Right. But you're not, it's actually, it's actually in some way it's building you and you're growing and you're becoming stronger and you're learning. And there's a lot of good things that are coming out of it. You'll only see it later but yeah, like, so, I mean, I think part of this too, Evan, I, I think I'll just mention this is I think you can welcome these feelings, but I don't think you have to, I don't think you have to like it. I think you can be like, this sucks and you can acknowledge that. And I don't think you have to pretend that it feels good and that it's okay. I think you can be like, this sucks. I don't want to be in this feeling, but here I am. I let myself fall in love or whatever. I let myself get into this relationship. I let myself have this hope for this, getting this role or whatever the thing is that you're, you know, that broke your heart or caused this issue. And you can look at it and be like, I don't like it, but there might be something good in it. You know, I think it's kind of like that. Mm. But I don't think you have to like, be like, Hey, like this is the greatest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) and yeah yeah, and it takes me back to you know that saying embrace everything deny nothing which is you know and and embrace the whole like this doesn't feel good i don't like this it's like embrace that don't don't fight that don't resist that don't don't try yeah because that's the truth that i think that that resistance is maybe part of this the answer as to okay so why do we have such a problem with it and i think that it's it's that that resistance factor to what's going on like you know it's it one of the you know what they say like the stages of grief for example right like the first stage of grief is denial if memory serves me correct right like that's i mean i i don't i think that there's a lot to that whole thing i don't think that that's like always the situation of like that a person with grief always goes through these steps in that order and whatever. I think it's a more complex thing, but it is a very, it's enough of a human pattern, you know, that, that we know says like the, the first thing to get through is just denying that this thing happened because nothing else can happen until there's an acceptance until you've, and, and you could, you could maybe, say that accepting and embracing are close to they're they're kind of in the same family i won't say that they're the same thing but they're kind of in the same family right accepting embracing so there's aren't they the bottle caps like isn't isn't the final stage acceptance and the first stage denial i don't know i don't don't know I, i haven't looked it through i haven't looked it through uh one thing while we're on this topic though, denial is not always so literal. Like I think sometimes people go, I'm not in denial, but you can be in denial about something 
you don't realize what you're in denial about. I remember my parents got divorced and my friend's dad would always ask me, how you doing, Brian? Are you doing okay? And I'd always be like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. And mm-hmm. he just was like, he knew that I wasn't. And I was in denial because I was a teenage kid who was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. My family just split up and we lost all our money and everything's fucked. <laughs> yeah. But I'm doing good, you know? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Yeah. You know? But I was in denial because I, at that point, denial was helping me just carry on with life because had I had I let myself acknowledge it too much, I feel like I wasn't ready to get shut down. And I think denial is like a stage where we go through. It's like self-preservation, right? And so I think when you're in the stage mm. of denial, and I think this relates to anything. It can be death. It could be a breakup. It could be, uh, you know, uh, just whatever. But like a small thing. But the point is, is that denial is this interesting stage of I, I think a lot of the time it's a self-preservation thing. Mm. You know, you're just kind of keeping your, you're trying to keep an even keel. I mean, you're in a storm and you're trying to keep an even keel, really. Yeah, and I can say that I, I can relate to what you're saying with certain things. And I feel like now when some when hard events have, have happened more recently in my life, what's interesting is that there's a part of me that's aware of that thing now where it's like, how are you doing? It's like, well, I know there's something going on. <laughs> like I know, but it just hasn't hit me yet. You know, like I, where I can just say like, like, look, I, I comprehend on a certain level that some shit just happened in my life. I have had no big emotional release, no giant epiphany. I know I'm affected by this thing, but right now it's just not the time, you know, like it's, and so I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying with that, that there's, I think that there, there's maybe a, a utility to, to that thing. Like it has its place for, for a, a certain span of time, maybe not the entire time <laughs> when it becomes a problem, but yeah, I, I can, I can definitely see that sometimes there, I think it was maybe you who, who told me this or, or I can't remember where, where I heard this from. I think it was you, or maybe I've heard it from multiple sources, but it's like this exercise where you thank the person you were for Mm -hmm. getting you through a certain period of, of time. Oh yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a tool I used to get through kind of my depression. Like we're actually not really to get through it, but like like after the fact, like I, I like I would say, you know, because that like when I was, I don't know, kind of rocked and things happened. That that person spent a lot of money and got himself into debt, fucked some things up. <laughs> but I looked at him and I was like, you know what, man, you got me here. <laughs> So you figured out how to get through that because I don't want to have to deal with what you had to deal with. I'm here now on the aftermath, embracing the glory of being okay. You're in the middle of it. Yeah. Dealing with the suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where so, to, <laughs> where to think of, of, of yeah. some of those events, like having to like go through that event again or or something like that again in your life would make you just go, uh, I just want to crawl into a ditch like that. Yeah. That's what I would want to do if I had to do that again. But 
there was a part of you at a certain point in time that didn't crawl into a ditch and yeah you know clawed its clawed its way back to the <laughs> back to the surface one way or or another and it might not have been pretty but but there was there was some some part of you that that did it yeah yeah, yeah. well and and I'm going to cut your point off but you're you're saying like thanking your past self which is like you know maybe there's something about this whole thing is like, I don't know if we're always ready to accept the challenge that we're confronted with. We're going to, we're going to suffer in those moments. And I think that's just a part of life. And I think, I don't think there's any, anybody should have any shade thrown on them when they're suffering. You know, it's like, I mean, it sucks. I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like, I cheer you on and hope you don't have to suffer. And I don't want you to have to suffer any more than you already are. And I hope I could implore you to find ways not to suffer. But I do think as human beings, there's going to be moments where we just don't know how to do anything but suffer in those moments. And that's part of the growing period of it. It's just growing pains. And maybe when we're suffering, there can be this one part of us that just steps outside of us and go like, Hey, look at this guy toughing it out or this girl toughing it out or whatever. Right. Like, look at them getting, going through this, you know, and then you're going to end up back in it and you're in it again. And right. And that can be momentary, but like, I think there's a wisdom to be like, you know, um, you, you're living and you're experiencing and you're growing and, I think the hard thing about emotional pain though, like is that you feel like for me, I should speak for anyone else. For me, it feels like I'm being destroyed. It doesn't feel like I'm being built. But in mm-hmm. hindsight, I look back and I can see that I was being built. I was building something. But at mm-hmm. the time it just felt like something I was losing and I was just like pieces of me were falling away. And maybe they were, maybe they were the bad pieces. Maybe they were the pieces that didn't need to be there anymore. But Regardless, it felt like I was falling apart, not being built back up. Hey, everybody, this is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Mm. Yeah. yeah. that th- One of the, the best quotes I think I've ever read is from Pema Chodron. And she said, she said, awakening is continual annihilation until only what is true is left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I would just go like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like when I read that and still when I, when I, that crosses my mind, I just go, yeah, that's true. I've, I've experienced enough to know that, that there's deep, deep truth and wisdom to that statement where it's not so much, a building up as it is uh there it's a tearing down it's a tearing mm-hmm. down of of your shit that actually helps you to 
emerge. It's like you're being, you know, it's like you're being carved out, mm-hmm. you know, like you're being carved out and then polished and, you know, whatever, until you, you become this, this thing. Right. And it's, and it's a removal process. It's chipping away all of the, the bullshit essentially that until who you are is, is revealed to, mm-hmm. to some extent. And so, yeah, I think that goes right al- right in line with, with what you're saying. I think that so often we're, we, we always think of having to build ourselves and make ourselves and, and, and basically this whole thing of like adding on, I need to add more shit on yeah. where it's when we look at the things that have really brought us closer to understanding who we are as individuals and who we are as individuals in the world. It's always the moments that just fucking rocked us (laughs) that just, just brought us to our, our knees. And that process is, is not necessarily a building one. It's, it's more of a destruction and a revealing, right? And maybe not, maybe destruction is not, not the right word, but it can definitely feel like that. Like in, in those emotionally tough times and when you're experiencing those, those really rough emotional periods, like it it does feel like you're just being destroyed. You feel like you're, you don't even feel like you're a whole human being. Like you're, you feel like you're a, you know, a shell, you're a, you're a zombie, you're a, you know, like of, of some kind, just like, I look like a person, I'm moving around in the world like I'm a person, but inside I don't feel like a person. I feel like I'm just this, ugh, I'm just this, this thing. And I think in that whole process and all of the, the work that goes on in, in those moments of, of heartbreak, right? And, and I'll, I'll associate heartbreak with grief. You know, it's something that I've been learning to look at more so in, as a human being is, is less at, at, at events in, in my life and other people's lives as, as being these, I don't know, like, like I've sort of substituted the word trauma for grief you know like there's these events right and they leave us with these tremendous amounts of of grief but grief is something that we can for me at least i can like i can deal with that i can i can work with that trauma for me is a word that's like I, that, that i can't even approach that word in, mm. in a weird way that that's kind of a side note but yeah no, it's when, a good point the framing of of the way we look at things i think is very important yeah yeah and and i think that the same like when you experience trauma i'm not trying to take that word away from anybody but you know there's grief comes with that there's a there's a a grief process and those those emotions are very very challenging and I mean, I don't know where I was going with this necessarily. I probably had some idea of where I was going with it, but. Well, maybe, maybe like with what you're bringing up, I'll just kind of add in that how you're going to welcome a challenge you're facing might be that 
you need to you need to reframe how you're looking at it you know like because these things can happen and they feel like they're destroying us or they're taking something away but if you felt like you were losing something if you reframed it as like something's being carved away to show me something about myself Mm. like like and and i there's a bit of mental gymnastics i suppose that you can play with this and people go well you know, who's to say that's true? And it's like, well, none of it's true. It's all just, it's just how you see it, you know? I mean, at yeah, the end of the yeah. day, you could look at it like you're being destroyed because in some ways, yeah, that's probably true. But in the same time, you're being carved into something and you're being more defined. And that's also true. But like, what part of this do you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on the part you're losing? Or do you want to po- focus on the part that you're gaining and is being defined? I mean, yeah, it's like yeah, I think that thank you. I pre- that that helped me to kind of get a little bit on track as to where I was trying to to head with this, which is that yeah, like the in that process there's there's a lot of processing that's going on. Like there's our thoughts are consumed with all kinds of things, like what happened? What went wrong? How could this happen? Why did this happen? You know, what did I do? What could I have done? You know, like the, and, and an infinite number of questions can be going on. And, you know, and in a sense, that's kind of like that, the rubble, you know, like this thing has just been like, you know, these big chunks have just been chipped away of you. And, and there's like almost this process of we're just staring at the rubble on the floor. It's like, what the fuck? That was on me before. That was a, that was a part of me. That was attached to me, <laughs> and now it's just nothing. And there's no, there's no putting it back, really. There's no putting it back. It's just there. And it's like, how much time do we spend just looking at the rubble? That's that's there. But me, in the meantime, it, that rubble revealed something in the stone that's that's underneath there right it revealed something about your your true nature who you this this being that you really are and so maybe uh, like this metaphor is making me think i suppose about like it's it's yeah like we're attached to these things we're very we're we're just we're hung up on on a lot of these things that get chipped away on us and i think that that's that resistance to it is a big part of is a big part of that like why do we have such a problem with our problems <laughs> i suppose why are we so challenged by our challenges mm-hmm. you know like it's like yeah. we're adding it's like we're adding adding something on top of it which isn't necessary I think we can become attached to the things that are not good for us about ourselves and it can be difficult to let them go. But that's part of the carving out process is that you're going to carve out some of these things about yourself that actually are, you know, for lack of a better phrase is like the fat, right? It's like cutting the fat and cutting the things that are not good for you. And like, Getting it, getting it off of you, getting it away from you, getting it, you know, it's not a, it's like the part of you that, I don't know, 
like the part of you like it depends what your mission is in life right like i come back to my kind of earlier point if your mission in life is to be is to is to is to build and to fight for something and to stand for something and to be strong and solid and you know whatever you need to be hard right you need to you need to be hard to do that you know if you're going to if you're going to be a builder and a fighter you need going to need to be hard but if you're if you're going to be if you're going to be a lover and you're going to be a nurturer you need to be soft and sometimes the fighter and the soldier and the builder doesn't get to be the nurturer like the nurturer can be the nurturer and everybody has a role right everybody plays a part and so there's no right or wrong way to to put it so like um you know is it is it all about you know having chiseled abs and you know this physique or something like that you know like just to look at the statue of david or something right it's like is it all about this is is that the body right but then there's the 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 statues of the women and their bodies are very soft and supple and rounded and you know and it's it's all stone man it's all hard <laughs> but it looks soft and one looks hard you know what i mean it's like and so there's this whatever your mission is in life, whatever you're trying to do, you are building yourself for that. And you're not necessarily, it means that you're at the sacrifice of something else. It means sometimes that when you go and you set out to build something, it means that you, you don't get to be the other role. You know what I mean? And like, we, we would see this in sports all the time. You know, there would be the, the kid in the soccer team who's like the shortest kid and he's tiny and he's got no muscle really. And he's, he's not pushing anyone around. But man, like, did that kid have foot skill? You know what I mean? And could he dribble? And could he play midfield and and lay off that ball and pass that ball around? But then you have the guy on defense who's like this tall, muscular, almost maybe a little chubby like kid, and he can just throw you off the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you don't even want to get near him, because the moment you do, it's just you're you're you know you just don't even stand a chance physically. And and so everybody has a role. And I feel like in life it's kind of like that, right? So. You might think, oh, I want to be this role. This is the role that I want to be. And this is the role I'm meant for. But maybe you're not designed for that role. For whatever reason, it's the cards you were dealt and it's the way you are. And so as badly as you want to fit into something that you're not right for, if you just embrace what what would be a good position for you, which would be a good direction for you, then you could flourish. And I think sometimes we find this with... Uh, you know, ourselves and and I definitely can see it in others, which is really just a reflection of myself in my own way, right? I suppose it's all projection. But where people are trying so hard to be something that they're not. And we see this in acting. I mean, I would see this in acting all the time, you know. Um, you know, where people want to be like the the leading action star kind of person. And it's like, well, you know. Either you are you either you're gonna have to, you know, either you're gonna have to to start living up to that part. And do you have the first of all, do you have the genetics to do it? And like people don't like that, but it's 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 the truth, right? Like this is one hard lesson I had to learn in sports. Some of us have the genetics for certain things and some of us don't, you know? And you gotta learn to embrace what your genetic 
disposition is. And if you can kind of, if you're in between something, then you can just kind of find the one that you prefer. Right. But like, um, you know, you, you have to factor in that there are certain things that there's certain cards you were dealt in life. There are certain things that you were given. And if you constantly resist it and you don't embrace it, it's, it's actually an act of self hate because you're, you're not accepting that you are what you are. Right. But if you just embraced, Hey, I'm this way, like, like the kid on my team, uh, when we won the provincial cup, I forget his name, but he was a small kid and he had the most incredible foot skill in the entire league, as far as I knew. And he was just an incredible ball player, but he was tiny. And like, he did not use his physical stature at all that I ever really saw to like, to do anything to dominate. But he, he got so good with dribbling the ball and passing the ball that none of that mattered. You wouldn't even notice, but comparatively, like we used to do these drills and sometimes these drills would be very reliant on foot skill and passing. And he would just dominate everybody during that time because that's where he flourished. And then we do another drill where it was more physical and defensive and you had to knock each other off the ball. And that's not where he would excel. So, you know, there are certain things in life where you're you're going to be at a disadvantage when you're put into a certain situation compared to some other people, maybe even the majority of people. But there's other places where you could have a massive advantage. And that's where you kind of got to love yourself. And one other thing, Evan, and I'll share this just quickly because I remember this so vividly. It's like, like, it's like, it's just real to me today. But I remember my coach, he took like five of us aside just before this big game started. And for whatever reason, I was one of them. <laughs> and he, and he looked at all of us and he said, what do you have that no one else on this field has? And he pointed to one kid, pointed to another kid, and everybody said something. And when he came to me, I was like, speed. As I wasn't the best at passing, I wasn't like the most experienced player, but I was fast. And I knew I was fast. And I started to learn that like, okay, that's your one, that's something you got. So you start figuring out how to use speed in your game. And you let that start to inform what else you can do. You know, because it's like, and and I love that day because what my coach taught me was that like we all have a little something. Now I might not have been the fastest person, but I was fast and that's what I had. So I was in the category of speed. And so where my my value was going to come in was I had speed. Maybe I had some other things I could work on, but I had that. And so you feel like you got one thing, right? And I, I think in life, you know, there's there's sometimes people, they don't want to embrace the qualities that they have. You know, there's certain things that you have, and then there's certain things where you're just not going to be good at, right? Like I definitely wasn't the most physically dominant kid. And I, and I had to accept that and know that, you know, later on in my playing career, I became bigger and I built some muscle and, and I started to become stronger, but even still, as I became stronger, there was always going to be bigger guys than me, more physically dominant, you know, mm -hmm. people in, in that realm. So like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm going too far off topic. My point is, is though, is like, as you are facing challenges in your life, the way one person solves them might not be the way you solve. Them. And mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm kind of getting to, you know, whereas you might say, well, they solved it this way. That's how they got the solution. But maybe you're not them 
Well, you aren't, but maybe you're not like them. Maybe they did it because they were working with their attributes. So you use your attributes, whatever those may be. And there may be a different way through this or around this for you because your attributes would help inform something different than that, you know? Yeah. And, and the challenges can actually help you understand what those things are. Totally. Right. But we're so often we're, yeah, we're looking to other people to, to have the solution to tell us how, how to do something. And I mean, the, the true calling of an artist is, is one that where you find your own voice. Right. And, and so that's, you know, a huge component of this, I think like where it's uh, that artist mindset is as, you know, coming, coming full circles, like is looking for those challenges is looking for those challenges to inform, to help reveal, to help, to help me to understand what this thing is that I'm doing and who this person that I am is at the same time. Right. Like, and, and it's only through that, that I can really understand it. It's one of the most powerful catalysts. I won't say it's the only way, but it's one of the most powerful things uh, for that. There was something that you said, I wrote it down. Cause I was like, Ooh, that's, that, that's good. And what you just said, you said as badly as you want to fit into something you're not right for. <laughs> I just something about that. I love that. I just love that as badly as you want. I'm pretty sure those were the words you said as badly as you want to fit into something you're not right for. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a funny, but poignant sentence to me. And I just wanted to re repeat it back to you, Brandon. Yeah. You know, uh, there's, I mean, look, I, I don't want to talk anybody out of their, out of their dream or their goal. You know, I have a girlfriend and she, uh, had like anorexia. She was really thin when she was younger. And I don't know, people didn't think she had much of a body. And she just decided one day that she was going to start working out and eating well and taking care of herself. And now like she's like an Instagram model and people like, I, I don't even know, like hundreds of thousands of people follow her. You know what I mean? Like just, and she's gorgeous, right? So she had a little bit of the ugly duckling syndrome, right? Where, where it's like, nobody ever thought much of her and she didn't think much of herself. And then she, and I don't think that she necessarily thought, hey, like I'm going to become this supermodel, which she quite nearly is at this point. I mean, it's like not a well, supermodel is pretty extreme, but like, you know, I think when you have hundreds of thousands of people following you who just <laughs> want to see you, I think you're doing something right. Because <laughs> they sure are doing that for me. I can tell you that much. But yeah, like, yeah. regardless, I mean, I think that when you're like, I think they're the, like hearing a story like that, you can look at that and go, well, like, I want to do that. Like, that sounds amazing. Like, you're like, but like, do you really want it? Do you really want it? And, and like, it's even if you tried to do what she did, you're not going to be her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's her and that's her story. And like, 
what did she do to me that's really inspiring is she chose to love herself and take care of herself and 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 make herself healthy mm. make herself strong right and like now people look at her and go oh she's so beautiful and her body's so perfect and all that whatever right i assume i imagine and you know and she's learned to show it off a little bit it's like she's still the girl that nobody looked at. This is the thing that I think is so important about this whole talk we're having. Whoever you build yourself into, part of remembering where you came from and remembering what it took is such an important part of what makes you so fucking great when you're there. Because... No, I, I don't want to make a general statement, but like for the girl that was just born into this immaculate, perfect body and looks and just was praised and loved, might not appreciate um, and might have a little arrogance. Whereas, you know, she's not going to have that as in the same sense because she understands a little bit of, but maybe there's her there. I don't know. Like there's story, right? Who knows? But the point mm -hmm. is, is that, you you're coming from somewhere and i think sometimes when we're in the place like when you're in the place of like if i'm just using her because i'm not naming her so i think it's fair but like if you're in the anorexic kind of place you know the 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 frail place the the place of being overlooked right you can start to believe I'll never be admired. No one would ever want me. I'm I'm undesirable, unlovable, unlikable, all of that, right? And you can look at yourself and you can doom yourself to that place and just say, this is my lot in life. I'm stuck here. And I think when you're, when you're confronted with this challenge of like, I don't really like where I am or who I am, or I don't like, you can change that, but it's going to come with challenges and it's going to come with some some pain and it's going to come with some difficulties and it's going to come with some obstacles. And so when I look at her, I, I look at someone and I go, um, she's funny, you know, she's, she's embracing it. Like she posted something and she was like, you know, um, I can't remember what she said, but she's like, at least I got a nice ass now, you know, cause she did a bunch of squats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's just like, but it's kind of like, like, she's joking about the fact that like, like this nice body that she built is, is like, it's not like as much as people look at that and that that's what they see until you know her story, you don't really know her. You know what I mean? And I think when we look at people who are like stars and people who are famous or people who are in the, in the, in the light, whatever that might be, however you want to look at that, we look at them and they go, Oh my God, they're like, they look so great. I want to be that. I want, but that person, they might've come from somewhere. You know what I mean? And very likely they did. And that, that is what you're seeing. That is the carved out of stone thing you're seeing. That's the thing that, that a lot of the time, um, gets built out of the trials and tribulations of life, right? Not always, sometimes, you know, but like, I find that if it's not built, it's just granted, it's often short-lived. 
it's more often that the ones that last, the things that last are things that are built and things that are formed um, with intention, you know? Mm-hmm. And and people don't always, like, people, like, they, they fight this reality all the time, including myself, but, like, it's just, it's, like, one of those things. It's, like, kind of undeniable. You know, you're, like, Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team, you know? And it could have ended there. We could have no Michael Jordan. And there's a decision that's made somewhere in there. You know? Mm-hmm. And he made choices and he did things. And then, you know, and like it doesn't, there's no guarantee that you're going to become this, the greatest basketball player who has currently ever lived in what you do. But the point is, is that y- you get to decide you know, you get to decide like these challenges you face, are you going to, are you going to like take them on and go against them? Or are you, or are you going to use them as a guiding post to say, Hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't the path for me. Maybe I need to go another way. And I don't know which is the right choice for you. Right. And that's a decision you're going to have to make. And if you choose to go the other way, just do it with your heart. Don't, you know, do it because it feels right for you. You know, but don't, don't do it out of like, I couldn't, you know, like it's just not fair or some victim type of story. Right. Just do it because, you know, cause there's things I've walked away from that. Like, I don't know, maybe something good could have came out of that if I just stuck with it. I don't know. But for me, mm-hmm. I, I chose my path. Right. And I think, um, you know, as we, that's why I say with your mission, when your goal in life, your objective, you know, I think you want to welcome the challenges that are coming with the choice that you made, you know, whatever choice you made, welcome those challenges. Cause you're going to face challenges one way or the other. So if you're, if at least if you're facing challenges from a path that you're choosing, then those challenges won't feel like such a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's the way you decided you want to go. So you know what? These are what come with that path. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think we should probably wind this one down, perhaps. Right. But uh, you know, like we n- neither of us uh, have have a beer that we're drinking on this on this particular occasion. This might be the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, it might be. Maybe not. I don't know. Does definitely doesn't happen very often. No. But so so no beers uh, this week. But I'm sure we'll have some on the next one. Yeah. But. Just to pick up with where you're, with some of what you you were saying and and what occurred to me and and I'll make these my some of my closing closing remarks. The word that comes to mind for me is care. Is that it seems to me that when that there's a lot of care that's going on with this whole thing of of. Welp- welcoming the arising challenges. In fact, welcoming it is a form of taking care of the challenges. It's a way of taking care of ourselves in the challenges. How are we? How are we doing that? How are we? How are we treating ourselves? Like, and to me, it's all about care. How are mm-hmm. we caring for these things? I don't know why this word just seems important <laughs> right now in, in this whole conversation. 
how do we take care of the challenges? How do we take care of ourselves within the challenges and, and, and coming into those challenges and expanding into it? I think that there's this, there's something that I think this whole conversation has been for me, at least a lot about, and how are we, can we switch our perceptions around this a little bit, like around this, this whole, something that we, that we all deal with on a day-to-day basis. Every single day we run into, into problems, challenges, situations. And there's gotta be, there's gotta be a better approach to this whole thing. There's got to be some way that's that's a little bit more I guess again joyful, like coming coming back to this to this thing where we can have a relationship with those with those things and you know, I I'm not going to say that we've we've come to any definitive conclusions around this whole thing. Only that, only that there, there does appear to be, at least for me, there does appear to be a different way. There does appear to be a different way that, that isn't just, you know, nose against the grindstone or, or running away and, and, and bemoaning our, our fate that, that, challenges have have come up and not want like and again saying that like no i want the challenges because the challenges are actually taking care of me Mm. in a way right they're the challenges are taking care of me and i just need to take care of them and i just need to take care of myself in that process and and in acknowledging that the discomfort that I feel are is in many ways the places that I need to look. The 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 pain that I'm feeling are the places that I need to look because those are the places perhaps that need to go. Those are the things that need to there's something in there that needs that that is no longer serving its purpose. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be this way. I don't know. I feel like I'm just waffling about now. But yeah. Yeah. Care. Care is is, is my, my word at the end of this one. Hmm. Yeah. I like, I like that. I mean, I like how you're kind of wrapping it up. And I think as we've gone through this talk, I think what's, I don't know, what's kind of coming to light for me is just this this whole idea of how we how we are in these moments of our life because i think in the moments that are difficult and challenging we can make a story out of it and make a meal out of it and it might not necessarily be helping us and so i think you know i, I don't know if we got into this enough during this talk or not but like these challenges that you're having they are they 
are the resistance you asked for to build what you're trying to build. And so like in lifting weights, like you get to choose the weight you pick up and lift. Right. And so when you have a challenge, it might serve you to look at it and be like, this is, this is what I chose, you know, and you might be in the middle of lifting it and dealing with it. And you're like, I don't want to do it anymore. I, I, I changed my mind. And it's like, trust that, that it's there. And it's like, almost like you're being presented with it. Like you have a coach and the coach is like, okay, now you're going to lift this. This is the next thing on the workout. You don't get to decide the workout, but you just said, this is what I want for my life. I want these things. And so your coach is going, okay, here's your challenge. Now, this is what you need to lift so that you can build this body that you say you want to build as an example. Right. So it's like, look at it. Like you're being offered the next thing that's going to help you get closer or just towards whatever it is you're setting out for. And I think the other thing too, is to remember that when you set out for something that you don't always know what you're building. So you might think I'm going out to do this thing in the world and you wholeheartedly think that's what you're doing. You think that's what you're setting out to do and that's the mission and that's the goal. When you set a mission and a goal and an objective in life, you don't always know why you had the inclination to set it because it might be for a deeper and greater reason than you realize. So when you set out to go do something, you know, it might be building you up for something that you don't realize you're being built up for. So you, you also got to trust that as much as you think, you know, the destination you're headed, you might be headed to a different destination and it's actually what you're meant for, but you won't really know at this part in the journey. So don't get too caught up on like, Hey, I'm not really getting to where I said I wanted to go. And like, it isn't really working out kind of thing. Like, don't get too hung up on that. Try to just be in the moment and, and see that you're becoming something. And maybe like, you know, maybe I, like, I, I think actually I'll just come back to something you said, Evan, is I, as I kind of get my final note is, you know, what's what you feed and it's what you nurture. So when you're in these challenges, just look at, look at what you're feeding and what you're nurturing because i think that's all that matters in the moment just feed and nurture and and build build something nurture something good feed something good in in this whole moment and maybe that will make whatever you're going through a little more bearable thank you for listening in on our conversation today we hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.